Welcome back. It's the Jock Market NFL edition as we get you ready for a juicy, depending on how you like your turkey, Thanksgiving Day special extravaganza here. Three games we have you covered on the Jock Market streets earlier in the NBA, myself and Jeff. And we're back now to cover a gigantic Thursday. Now, I'm dark meat, as succulent as it gets. I know there are other people that like the breast, the white meat. So, Whatever you, whatever your choice is, Jeff, we have you covered across the board. If it's dried out turkey like that Bears-Lions game, or if it's a nice juicy leg or thigh, whatever people prefer on that Cowboys, and even later with the Bills. You know, I'm okay with like a little bit of dryness because I just pour the cranberry sauce on, you know? So that's kind of what like DFS is to a bad football game. I mean, you get a dried out turkey, like maybe this Detroit game is going to be, but you just pile... <laughs> more DFS, DFS, you know, betting, whatever on, you come to Osimo and you can get all the tools. And then, you know, you put the cranberry sauce on, it's the same thing. It makes it taste good. So it's going to be a good <laughs> Thanksgiving either way. I love it, man. And I noticed that cranberry sauce is your go-to liquid, not like gravy or anything like that. Nothing oh yeah, you got to be it. healthy. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, look at me. I'm not healthy. Okay, so I, I'm a pile of walking human gravy, my friend. And Thursdays, I will take no exception to the rule by all means. So let's jump in here. And, and you and I, we did this earlier in the day with the NBA on Jock Market. We did it last week, of course, with the NFL show. We'll continue to tell people as they come in, first and foremost, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We have not one, but three amazing channels here on Awesome O. The code is the same, no matter the NBA or NFL, Jock Market 50, use that awesome 50, sorry, on the code and on Jock Market will match your first deposit up to $50. We have three games to choose from. It's not the showdown slate. It's clearly not the large 12 to you know 13 game slate we're used to on a Sunday. So between these three, you mentioned the Lions, uh, the Lions, part of me, uh, Bears game all the way through the Cowboys, maybe even up to the Bills. Is there an area that you've looked at that you want to start, that you want to target first, even if it's a shittier game on the surface that provides some value like that Bears-Lions game? Yeah, I mean, I think most people will be looking at the running backs in that Bears-Lions game. So, you know, for for even like, you know, a traditional DFS, if we were talking about it, we'd say, well, the ownership, yeah. But even for jock market, you know, the IPOs, I think, on the running backs in that game, they're, they're going to be the most popular. I mean, people aren't going to be spending up on Andy Dalton and whoever the hell Detroit's going to be throwing out there, right? It might be Mr. Blau. I think it's going to be Tim Boyle, actually. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, like, you're going to really have to pay up. And I don't know if I want to pay up for anybody in that game. So right off the bat, I have a little bit of interest in the receivers on Chicago and Detroit. And I'm not saying you go nuts here, but, um, you know, if you can get, like, the, the number one wide receiver like maybe Darnell Mooney, maybe like a Khalif yeah. Raymond. I mean, there's always some potential for like a team's number one target on the outside to just go off. Maybe he gets 10 targets. Maybe he finds a long touchdown, right? So that's my thinking how I want to attack that game. I, I also think, I mean, like, again, we're looking at skill groupings from across the board. The, the running backs will be popular, but the, the receivers in this game, they're not going to have any interest. You're going to be able to get them for cheap. So that, that's kind of like one thing, one way you need to approach these short game slates too. We're going to have a lot of concentrated interest in certain players and uh, really like not much in other ones. So creating opportunities across the board, I think uh, going to be an interesting Thanksgiving. Yeah, I agree. And Mooney's a great place to start in that early game because clearly he was the one who stands out 
in what week four, right? When Chicago and, and Detroit took place that earlier game, first of the two game set and Mooney was dominant in that there's not a dip if at all in the quarterback play, at least with fields to Dalton. So there is some sense of at least some consistency there. Both teams are just not good. So I, I get it, but yeah, pre kick in that IPO, if you were looking to go after someone like Mooney, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think Montgomery is interesting in how this game plays out, right? It's a short week. We've seen offenses struggle, of course, on the short week, no matter how good or bad in this case they may be. If the Bears are up you know, 10, 13 points, that may be the equivalent of being up you know, 20, 24 type points on, on a regular yeah. Sunday where it's just like, all right, man, let, let's just get home to our families, run David Montgomery and get the hell out of yeah. here. Yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of how Chicago plays regardless because Matt Nagy's <laughs> the head coach. So for you know, now, at least he's the head yeah, coach. Yeah, for, for this week, um, <laughs> if they end up, you know, on the wrong side of this, but you're right. Uh, you know, whoever gets the lead first is probably going to be like, okay, we got, we got, the, we got a three point lead here. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's go into our shell. Um, that is kind of the game. It's going to, it, it may end up being, and that's fine. And I, I like, I, I think I kind of agree. I mean, David Montgomery has a lot of appeal. He's probably going to be up there in terms of touch count. Obviously Deandre Swift is coming in like just on a heater. I mean, it's, it's really crazy what he's done the last couple of games. It's funny. Cause he hasn't even really put out like huge fantasy totals. I mean, 25 points, whatever, you know, over 20 points is great. But like the week before he had 150 yards, 135 yards. And he's still like, he didn't find the end zone. So, I mean, there's actually potential more upside for Swift, but you know, I, I think the bears as a defense too, like they should just be piling the line here and just forcing whoever is at QB to beat them. Um, so I, I do have a little bit more interest in Montgomery from that perspective. I think, uh, I, I think, you know, the, the bears are going to do everything they can once they get up in this game, which they easily could be up early then uh, to, to give him the ball a lot. All right. What happens? And, and I'm just curious because Initially, and, and even to be fair here in my question, Andy Dalton, according to Alex on site, we have him as, you know, we have him, I don't know, 10 just off the eye test guys ahead of him as far as, you know, top fantasy. So it's going to take a lot for him to be in the top three, let alone finish at the top. But I do wonder because it's believable, maybe not the most likely scenario, Jeff, but it's believable for me to see, all right, well, what if the Bears are down? Instead of the Lions, what if the Bears are down 13 points, 14 points? It's not like Chicago is this stability of offense that they put out each and every week. Detroit's defense playing a little bit better. Any interest in jumping in live? Like, let's say it's, I don't know, let's say it's 14 to three. Right. Detroit's up at the half. Are you going to start to get in on some Andy Dalton shares? I mean, it's a quarterback in a three-game slate on jock market, right? Yep. So, I mean, you're right. You know, we we don't have him up there in the projections like high or anything, but he's not. He's also not like like so far down that he's like, oh, like he's below like you know Jamal Williams or something. I mean, he's still <laughs> Knox, right? If we're <laughs> if we're looking at like the the jock market, he's like eleventh, right? Yeah. So. I mean, that's, that's not terrible. That's a player who certainly could, could approach. Right. And I mean, obviously as a quarterback in the NFL with fantasy, you know, you get in the right game script and you start throwing the ball 40 times, like things are going to happen for your fantasy totals. So yeah, I think, I think again, Dalton is probably the, the in-game move here rather than getting on him uh, in the pregame IPO because, you know, Montgomery kind of game flow proof. Like if, even if the bears get down, he could see like six, seven targets go off that way. 
Um, but uh, a Dalton, like he really needs to be behind. Like if the bears, like you mentioned, I mean, I think you hit it on the head and I mentioned it with like just the way Matt Nagy coaches. Anyways, the bears get ahead here. Andy Dalton's not going to do anything in this game. So you don't really don't need to jump on him, even if he's cheap. Um, but yeah, if, if the bears get down early, you know, maybe Detroit comes with like a special teams touchdown. I'd, I'd definitely be interested in it and no one's going to be doing it either. So I don't think you're going to have to be running out there spending big bucks to uh, get a, get a couple shares Andy Dalton in game. Dak Prescott moved to that middle game and we've got Prescott and Carr, two of the top four guys, as far as projected points on awesome. that you can go hand in hand, our projections that Alex has put out on site that we're using alongside what jock market has. But I, I don't know if, well, here's the thing. Here's what people are balancing with, right? You mentioned it's a three game slate for a quarterback, but it's really a two game slate because yeah. who's really going to jump on Chicago. And then Detroit is such a question mark. My God, stay as far away. So it's really, you're down to four quarterbacks. And with that, I don't know how confident people are going to be with Trevor Simeon. Yeah. So you understand what I'm saying? Now we're yes. all, now we're down to like what uh, four, three quarterbacks total. Sorry. And they're all up there in the top three of the top four guys. So Dak, I just, I don't know how people will approach Dak. What's CD lamb. And we'll assume for the purposes of at least Dak here, that CD gets ruled out here. Do you think that, that people will be hesitant to jump on Dak and maybe limiting what his IPO will actually go for? Yeah, I do. I, I actually think that that might factor in. And I think, again, I mean, you mentioned cutting down the slate. Look, we could even take it a step further. I mean, the Cowboys defense over their last five games haven't allowed more than 240 passing yards against. I, this is a pretty solid unit. And it's not like Derek Carr has been ripping it up here. You know, Vegas kind of uh, maybe, maybe they'll be in a spot where you get some garbage time action. But I look at Derek Carr almost in the same way as Andy Dalton in this game. Um, where, you know, like I'll, I don't, I'm not going out of my way to get shares Andy Dalton to begin or Derek Carr to begin this game because it's really not that good a spot, but if they get down 14, sure. I'll think about it. I, I think, I think Prescott is a guy you're going to be able to get at a pretty decent price for the IPO because of these injury concerns. Uh, CD lamb did practice today. He's not cleared, but he, he definitely was in pads and stuff. It's looking good. And I'm not even sure how worried I am uh, if he doesn't play, you know, right. we still have Michael Gallup out there. Um, you've got guys like, you know, uh, you know, Cedric Wilson, they've stepped up before. I mean, Noah Brown too. We've seen before they've got multiple tight ends, actually Blake Jarwin's out. So I shouldn't say it, but Dalton Schultz has certainly been, um, like a solid player for them. So, uh, and, and I think the other thing with Dak that people just forget, like he can run the ball around the red zone and, and end up with like a rushing touchdown as well. So yeah, we have Dak projected second on the slate, um, you know, just behind Josh Allen, who, you know, no shock there. Uh, is the highest projected player, but it's really not that big a difference, but I think there will be a difference in sentiment here. Um, I think that people will either be looking to like maybe take a cheap flyer on a guy like Sammy Nurkar or just pay up for Josh Allen. I think that could leave Dak uh, a, a little bit just kind of in, in no man's land. And this Vegas defense, they've, they've really regressed in the pass rush department. Mm -hmm. You know, their, their pressure rate is down um, They're They were hot. You know, they have like one good corner in Casey Hayward. But I, I, I kind of trust Dak here. And, and even with the pieces that they have, and again, it does look like CeeDee Lamb's going to play. So uh, I would just take all that kind of, you know, people maybe doubting this and, and kind of get on on Dak here because I, I think he'll be the better bargain of, between him and Josh Allen. So the easy one is if CeeDee Lamb is out, and I agree with you, it does look like he's trending towards playing, but I was just curious to see how that impacted Dak if, in fact, for some reason, Lamb sits. Let's factor in that Lamb is now playing 
So we have three guys to kind of keep in mind here with who gets impacted. And you mentioned two of them in Gallup and Schultz. Like if Lamb's out, then my goodness, those two guys stand the best chance to, to benefit exponentially from yep. the, the leftover passes. So we get that. What happens if Lamb is in? So let's start with Lamb, Jeff, and then let's work to Gallup and Schultz, who I would add on, on my small little two cents here, I, I still think, this is a pass heavy game and it wouldn't really matter to me if anything, maybe there's a little more of sneaky value on Gallup and Schultz because everybody's going to rush to lamb if he's healthy. Yeah. It, it, that's kind of my thought process here too. Like it's fine to pay up for CD lamb if he, if he plays, but you know, this is also a player like he hasn't seen double digit targets. He's only, he's only seen double digit targets once since week one. So um, and I know Amari Cooper like has been active for a lot of those games, but he's also been like banged up for some of these games too. The, the Cowboys do spread it around a little bit. CD lamb is their best player, but it, it's not a, uh, like a Devonte Adams situation. Right. Um, you know, they, they roll Dak out a little bit. They, they, they design plays for their tight ends. I like, go, I like targeting Michael Gallup a lot in this spot. Like I hope CD lamb plays and then I'm going to target Michael Gallup because this is the, this, you know, his, the interest would be down. He had 10 targets last week, but he only caught five balls. So people aren't really like super interested yet. I think some people even forget that he's like on this team because he missed so much time. I, this is a really good player. I mean, like people forget a couple of years ago, like he was, you're like, Oh, Michael Gallup, Mark Cooper, like best tandem in the league. And then CD lamb came along. Um, I like Michael Gallup as a player and I like him in the spot because really this, like the, the Raiders really have one good cornerback. Like I mentioned in Haywood, he'll certainly be on lamb. I, I would expect for most of this game. And um, it's just going to open up the field for Gallup. So um, that's a player I'm very interested in. You know, if CD lamb does, does play I, the get the Gallup level will probably get up. I might even like look to pivot and just take some flyers on like a guy like Cedric Wilson. So. Yeah. And before we get to, to Wilson or maybe even anybody less there, I do want to mention the running backs because the game flow or just how you think this script is going to play out. We'll, we'll touch on the Raiders in a second and the final two teams, but Pollard and Elliott do stand a pretty good chance. If we're on board here with the Raiders getting beat and maybe even beat bad, they stand a really good chance of having not only just second half time, but being a reason why this team can get up. For example, what, what I mean by that, Jeff is I could easily see Dallas putting up you know, high thirties, even low forties, and Dak putting up, you know, 28 of those points and then leaving at least two touchdowns on the board for these running backs. I, I think that instead of like, I mean, I know we talked about the Chicago game a little bit and you can certainly like dip your toes in, but I think that the way to not get fancy and not outfool yourself on the slate is just to pile in with the Dallas skill players. So, you know, we, we talked about liking Dak. I think I like Zeke just as much or, or better than Dak. You could certainly pay up for both of those guys and then add in a wide receiver uh, if you want. I just, you know, there, there's going to be opportunity for garbage time to maybe get in on some of these Vegas players too. But, yeah. you know, D Darren Waller obviously, um, you know, could be in a spot where he gets 10 plus targets again. Uh, his volume has been going up a bit. But, um, you know, the points here say it's going to be Dallas. The implied point totals say Dallas is going to run big here. And, and, and I, I think, again, you know, just with the, the, the way the Vegas defense has been trending and it's not been good of late, um, they got pummeled on the ground last week by Joe Mixon. You know, Pollard and Elliott both make for really interesting targets. Um, if, you know, just look at like the projections we have, you know, we do have Zeke a little bit behind like Montgomery and Swift, but Pollard 
Pollard's a, you know, he's, he's, I, I, I could definitely get behind that. I mean, if you want to fade Zeke and just go with Pollard and, and like Dak or something, you're opening yourself up to like getting smoked by a Dak three touchdown game, but you've also got a pretty good chance of getting like a pretty big share of the Dallas points. So um, yeah, I, I just, I'm big on, on Dallas in the spot. I, I, I'm big on paying up for getting some exposure to them in the IPOs and jock market. Um, you know, waiting to see how this injury news plays out and then playing that as well. And maybe even playing some of them in game, you know, if, uh, if, if somehow they just start a little bit slow, you could even add a player or something, but I think at the end of this, you see Dallas meet or exceed their implied team total here and and really their offensive players all produce for you. So real quick on the other side here with the Raiders, I think it's interesting. Look, Waller is the staple. We know that he's going to get the targets. We know that he's going to be involved in the offense, even if they're, it's a close game and they're moving the football down the field. What I am interested in is I, I feel like anybody who knows what's going on with Jock Market, who's playing Jock Market, as we keep telling you, the game doesn't stop. In fact, it just picks up once we have kick or tip, whatever the case may be, is waiting for the obvious, right? Is waiting for LA or LA, waiting for Vegas to be down significantly and then buying a ton of shares on Derek Carr like super cheap. I wonder if. I wonder if there's any benefit of getting ahead on the curve to where does that, does that even make sense? Like to get ahead of the curve to where it's not so much that they're totally beat down, but almost to the point where it's like end of the first half. Is there any value in getting ahead of the curve there with jock market or do you, or should you just wait Jeff for this thing to hit rock bottom? I mean, I I think that there's certain, like, I don't think you're going to be able to necessarily I don't think there's going to be a huge drop in Darren Waller. Like if the, if the Raiders get down, I mean, I, I can't see Darren, Darren Waller all of a sudden just going for super cheap. Um, you know, right, Derek but- Carr, Derek Carr might be a bit of a different story because I do feel like he's a quarterback. People be trying to get in on it a little bit early. I think Waller is a player you're either in on, you're either in on this game and, you, and you're in on Darren Waller. You, you know, you might have trouble because if the Raiders do come out surprised with the touchdown, let's say Waller gets in early. Like, you know, he's probably, you, you might see a dip if this game like turns slow or something, but in that, in, if that's the case, you, you're not, you're not going to like it anyways. If it does turn into a shootout, his, his price certainly isn't going to go down. And if they do get behind early, I don't think his price is going to dip that much anyways. Um, you know, the, the receivers for, for Vegas have just been targeted so limited, limited uh, in a, such a limited fashion that, you know, you could just grab like Brian Edwards at dirt cheap, but I don't even know how much he's going to cost like in an IPO anyways. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think this game has such a big implied, uh, just a big over under that. Uh, I don't think you're going to see huge dips here. So yeah, you're right. You, people might be trying to play it a little bit too fancy if you try and like skip out on the Raiders completely, but I don't mind going all in on this game kind of pregame. Um, I just think that this is a spot where you're going to see points you're good. You like, this is going to play out pretty much. Uh, it may take a, a couple quarters, but Vegas will get behind here. And um, you know, I think the only thing that makes the Vegas players risky is that again, I mean, like Dallas's defense has been good. Does Dallas just get up here and keep pouring on points and just not let Vegas do anything. That's where the risk comes with Vegas. And that's why I kind of just like going with Darren Waller as maybe your only option and just not playing the fancy play syndrome, kind of going with like Edwards Jackson and even Carr because those guys are just, they're just not really trustworthy right now. Uh, what about Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs? Those are our top two guys projected that Alex has on site. Yep. And then also combining the fact that, you know, they're on the road short week, seeing how you maneuver with, let's start with those two guys in that final game. 
Yeah, and uh, I think I mean I think deserving of being the top plays on yeah. the slate. Obviously, I mean, look, they're they're the top plays many weeks on like a main slate, full main slate. So shouldn't be any shock to see them up there. Um, you know, the, Buffalo is, you know, I, I guess you know you could say that maybe with the low sentiment coming off, like they've had kind of well, they it's not kind of they've had two bust games out of their last three starts, right? Yep. And are people kind of fed up here and, and are maybe, you know, you're, you're just going to get them at a fair price in the IPO. That's certainly one way to go about it. And, and if you do get a fair price, I think I, I like that. Um, I think there's a good chance that you just see the bills pass offense just bounce back much like they did after that bad game against Jacksonville, this New Orleans defense, if it's going to scare people and it's going to scare people off the IPOs again, I, I would just bear like be bidding. If I'm fine with bidding a fair price on Josh Allen in this spot, the Bills are going to throw. Um, Josh Allen's going to handle the ball a lot. And New Orleans has allowed a lot of passing yards over their last few games. Like this pass defense has, has not been good. They've really turned into that, like what you call a traditional funnel to the pass kind of kind of defense where, you know, you, you look, I mean, the, over 300 yards to Matt Ryan, you know, Tom Brady took them apart as well, even though they won that game. But um, I, I think that Josh Allen and, and Steph Diggs can kind of have their way here. I think they can win out. And regardless of if it's like pre-game or in-game, I mean, I, I think Josh Allen is kind of like the player that is still, even though I, I like the Cowboys offense, you know, it's more spread. If the Bills offense does bounce back here, I mean, Josh Allen's going to be the highest scoring player on the slate or Steph Diggs. So yeah, it's it's one of those um, ones. It's going to be a little bit tricky to play. You're going to have to see how the IPOs work out, but um, I, I would not be scared to go back to these guys in the spot. It, it, there's just, there's too much upside to really worry about whether they're going to put in another bad game or not. And it's it kind of like, they're not as reliable as they were last year, but we know that upside is there. We, this is the same kind of offense. They just had a little bit more trouble, you know, uh, operating and, and being as efficient as last year. So. And are you looking more on new Orleans as far as anything that's, that's maybe in game to kind of feel how the flow is. And maybe this is a tighter game and, you don't have to rush for uh, Trevor Simeon or Callaway yeah. type IPOs. So I think, and again, like, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of talking up all the big studs here. So I, I maybe you give a little bit of, of uh, strategy here as well. Like I think the one thing about Buffalo is uh, again, I mentioned Diggs and Josh Allen. I, I'm actually fine fading Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen is the player on the bills. I would want the exposure to, because there are different ways you can stack with Josh Allen. You can stack with Dawson Knox you can stack with like Beasley or Sanders and those guys will be a lot cheaper to get off. I mean, we do have the, I mean, look, if you like the narratives like me, Emmanuel Sanders going up against the saints, right. That, that's always a, a thing that you can, you can hang your hat on, but realistically, like those guys get enough targets to be like the highest scoring receiver on their team. So if you like Josh Allen, it doesn't necessarily have to be, Oh, Allen and Diggs. Um, you can pay down here and then maybe you can save some money for the Dallas players or whatever. So that's one way. And then, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind the, the New Orleans receivers as like, uh, like, I think I'd rather take a shot with them than some of those receivers in the Chicago and Detroit game. Um, I know these guys are, you know, hit or miss at best, but you, you have an offense in Buffalo that just puts so much pressure on the other team and, and uh, you know, plays at a fast pace that, you know, whether it's Traquan Smith, whether it's Harris, um, one of these guys is, is probably going to end up with like, uh, you know, close to hundred yards. And, and um, so uh, I, I don't mind coming back with one of those guys. I think that's probably how I'd rather play it. Um, you know, skip out on the running backs here, regardless Ingram or Camara. the bills have a good rush defense anyways. 
um, and uh, and go to the receivers here. I, I kind of like the pass game, both pass games, if I'm being dead honest, in this uh, in this contest. And I actually have more interest in Trevor Simeon than I do in like Derek Carr. Even, yeah. um, you know, Simeon will he's he's got a pretty live arm. Throw, I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> he's 37 average 37 pass attempts over the last couple of games again buffalo like a, a pretty high pass attempt against in terms of opponents so uh, you could even get on him maybe um in game or, or with a cheap ipo as well because i i definitely think he'll be like the fourth most popular quarterback on the slate if not even maybe like the fifth awesome stuff brother all right we appreciate everybody hanging with us at the fantasy grind now you can follow jeff on twitter at shander show for me Thanks to Mike Awesome Yo for producing. Thanks to you all out there. Hit that thumbs up button. If you haven't already, take advantage of our promo code AWESOMEO50. It's above my head, Jeff's head right now. And you put in 50, we'll match $50, at least up to 50 on your first deposit. And subscribe. We've got the AWESOMEO DFS, the odds channel, the season-long fantasy football channel. Great stuff, brother. Two times I get to chill with you today. That's I'm thankful for that heading into tomorrow. <laughs> Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. All right. Enjoy, everybody. Thanks again. Have a great night.